You're listening to the Week Ahead podcast from Strong Towns, hosted by me, Rachel Quedno. This is your chance to catch up on the latest events and goings-on behind the scenes of the Strong Towns organization. Tune in every Monday for more updates. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and my guest today is my colleague, Michelle. Michelle, welcome back to the Strong Towns podcast. Thanks. It's good to be here. I feel like it's been a while, um, so it's always fun to get a chance to talk to people Yeah, some more. Um, for those who haven't heard from you or don't know you, can you take like 30 seconds to just talk a little bit about yourself and what you do at Strong Towns? Yes. I, my title at Strong Towns is The Pathfinder, and which sounds like, which hopefully I instills in you like some sort of semblance of what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> well, one of the things that I like about Strong Towns is that when I started working here, I didn't have a title. And I'm like, hey, Chuck, can I sort of, like, what's my title? Like, do I need this? Like, <laughs> and he's like, just make something up. But I was like, great. So we all get to make up our titles. But so I help with all of Chuck's speaking events. So from, and really from start to finish, when it comes into someone um, sending in an, an, um, an inquiry to get the whole process started, and I'm the person you talk to. Those emails go to me, and I set up a phone call with you, and I tell people about our events, and I listen to your story, and we figure out goals, and just that whole process from, and then once we, you, I help book you, I do the contracts, it's just everything from start to finish when it comes to Chuck's traveling and speaking events. That's why the title Pathfinder came to mind, because it's, um, it's a process to, to, even though I know it's like, well, it's just a, I'm getting this guy to come over to speak, but it, it is a process, because no matter from, you know, what kind of person calls us about getting Chuck to town, it always sort of just starts with this organic idea of, like, we just, we need this message here, we just need, we just need Chuck. I mean, I hear that so many times on these phone calls. We just need, I just need my mayor to hear a curbside chat. How do we make this happen? You know, that kind of thing. And so it's, we just go through that whole process of me listening to you and finding out what your problems are and which, you know, and syncing up what kind of day will work best for coming to town. And it's just finding your path. That's why I'm a pathfinder. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you've ever been interested in hearing Chuck speak, uh, and you want to try to make that happen in your town. Michelle is the person to talk to, although I think we are pretty much booked up for the rest of 2018 because Michelle is so good at her job. Well, thank you. A lot happened for Strong Towns this year. I mean, the inquiries coming in, it's just the volume has just exploded. And it really, it started, it's, it's a combination of everything. You know, we have, you know, a good presence online. But also, we just have good members and good followers to advocate and, and that sort of thing. And then um, it's just that nice little cycle. And I, in the membership portion of the Strong Towns Society, <laughs> um, I guess you could call that, it really helps. Just spread the word. It's really crazy um, how it all works together. But it but we've just, everything has really exploded. Every year I feel like I'm like, wow, things really exploded. But this year too, I mean, with 
the inquiries and it's helping. We've gotten, we're hiring more people. And we'll be bringing on our new staff members and introducing them on the podcast and the website very soon. But um, Michelle, tell me about like one or two events coming up later in the year that you're the most excited for. I know there's kind of a big deal one in Baltimore, um, and maybe there are others that are particularly interesting. Yeah, well, they're all really interesting in their own way, but the I'll start with Baltimore. That one's pretty far. That's in September, September 24th. I am really excited about that one just because it's a really, it's I feel like it's a feather in our cap for us because um, it's just the, I think it is the biggest conference that Chuck will be speaking at, and it's with the International City County Management Association, and so the city manager group, and it's international. So we just have not been to one that, that big, um, a conference that size. So that's cool, and I have a little special place in my heart for city managers because my husband is an assistant city manager. Right. And um, so I know that, um, I mean, all public servants are really important. You know, they just have a really unique job. It's not easy working with the public, and they just see a lot, and they know a lot. And with city managers, um, they just have a lot going on. And so to know that the... Strongtown message is going to go to this group. I mean, this conference is like a 3,000-person conference. And so Chuck's going to be able to do a curbside chat there and um, a book signing. And then he was also asked to do so their association president picks a special lecture, and it's like an invite-only. looks like a little more VIP group, but it's still like 100 people. And Chuck, they asked Chuck to do that. So he's in that special kind of group, too. He's going to be doing a neighborhood's first presentation. And it's all really great because city managers are a link between the elected people, the um, commissioners, the city staff, and they are the ones that really know those budgets. And, you know, you know they do the math. And if they don't do the math, they're going to really they have to do the math or they're not going to stay employed much longer. So it's a, it's cool to – he's going to play someplace such so big, and I think it's good on a business standpoint for strong towns because city managers are really good pollinators because they'll see something like this and go back to home and say, hey, we need to get this guy to come. So yeah, um, I bet a lot some of, good of our things all around. strong towns members might be uh, attending that conference, so that's exciting for them. Yeah, I hope so. So, Any other events yeah. that stand out as unique? I mean, Chuck is going all over the place. Pennsylvania, Kansas, Arizona, California. Yeah, the Pennsylvania event. So that's in Erie, Pennsylvania in mid-October. And that is a, um, that's another association event. That is for... Um, the American Planning a- Association, right? Yeah, yeah, APA. It's the Pennsylvania chapter. He's going to be going to Texas twice um, coming up, and we have a lot of strong counters in Texas, so if this is your thing, I want to make sure people know about it. Okay, one of them is in Fort Worth, and that's for Texas Municipal League's annual conference, and that will be October 11th. And then um, in November, he's going back. He'll be in Cedar Creek, Texas, and this is around Austin area. And this is for their um, economic development conference through the Texas Municipal League. So our friends at TML are really keep 
shuffling around that strong house message. So that's pretty cool. Um, things have just been, we've just been so fortunate with um, the reach that's happening for Chuck and Strong Towns, because whenever a conference calls us, it's to be a keynote speaker. Well, it's just an honor to know that um, a conference group um, is calling us to put the Strong Town message front and center. So, Michelle, tell me, uh, tell me more about you. Um, what are you up to this summer? I know that you have some exciting like gardening and beekeeping things happening or bee attracting tell me about that so we did a week last year that was like a food week or something i can't remember what you called it but yeah (laughs) just like a local food focus yeah And, and we did an article about our garden because we are turning into like crazy garden people and home we're not homesteaders yet but we're really sort of going in that direction yeah that's awesome we're getting there um so we moved into our house um, a couple years ago, but last year was the first year we could do a real garden. And it was really, and we have a video of it on the, on the website. Um, but so last year's garden was just in this big flower bed that was neglected. And instead of planting bushes, we thought we'd plant food because we like to eat. And that went really well. And then this year we extended, we, well, we created another like garden plot in the backyard. So and this year, um, the rabbits have found our garden. They didn't bother us last year, but now we have, like, a fence. <laughs> like, everything's really, like, growing. Like, not just growing, but, like, our spaces are growing. So that's the new garden is going really well. Um, we're not harvesting anything yet. Well, no, we had a bunch of beets. I have beet greens coming out of my ears. Um, but another thing we started is doing bees. And my family, like, they all just think we're crazy because now we have bees, but they're not honeybees. They're native bees. And so this is incredibly interesting if you're into this stuff. Um, We were at, like, a local lavender festival event, and there was a booth from these native bee people. So native bees are um, just sort of another species, I guess, of bee that doesn't make honey. And they do have stingers, but they don't really sting you. And all of the, all the female bees lay eggs. So they're not territorial like a honeybee. And all the bees do all the jobs. So they don't have a, a queen to protect and a hive to protect and that kind of thing. And they don't make honey. So they're not aggressive. They don't sting you and if they did sting you that would be really rare but if they did sting you it would just feel like a mosquito bite and if you're if you're someone who's like allergic to bee stings their stings don't bother you I don't know how that works if it's like a whatever the venom is I don't know but whatever it is if you're an anaphylactic shock person native bees don't bother you but the great thing about native bees is that they're like roaming sort of radius is a couple blocks it's and for a honeybee their radius is like three miles so so if you get a native bee they pollinate and cross-pollinate a much more concentrated area than a honeybee so they're super super efficient with pollination so they're really good for your gardens and for your neighborhood and they're really easy you just like order them in a tube in the mail and you just stick them outside, and, and then they wake up and get out. And 
fly around and there's little bee houses that you buy and they can make nests in them. It's like a, like sort of like little straws and they just um, like lay their little baby eggs in there and then they um, put a little wall with clay and then they do another egg and clay and they're called uh, mason bees because they're like, you know, like a stone mason. And there's other types of mason, mason of bees too, but mason bee is just what's going on this season. So we did this it. This is we fascinating. Got these, I know. It's incredible. And if you go on YouTube and start looking things up and what, reading, like watching the videos, it's like completely addicting. And and it's like no upkeep. You just buy the bees, you stick them out there, and you get the cute little house. And it's you can put them at eye level so you can watch the bees going in and out. So we did that. And um, I would definitely do these bees again. I just think the bee houses look cute. The bees have not come back to their house, though. So, like, I'm not seeing them go in and out, like people on the videos. But like, are they, like, special... pollinating your garden and stuff? I, th I think so, because it's doing really well. I mean, things are really growing. We have a lot of flowers. Um, and Ed, my husband, has said that he's seen them around. I have not seen them, but I'm not outside as much as he is. But even just releasing them is a good thing. So, um, and they're not really that expensive. And, and the bee house, like they lay their eggs in there and then you, at the end of the season, you harvest their eggs. Like you like dig them out of the straw and you put them in this little container and you put them in your refrigerator for next summer. Oh, <laughs> like okay. But, Interesting. Um, I know it's fascinating, but I don't think they've really found our bee houses. I'm not really seeing our straws get very full, but I'd still do these bees again because it was just neat and it's not expensive and I think it's good for the world because the bee populations are down anyway. So I know I'm like so into these bees, it sounds crazy, but it's just kind of a neat thing and the kids like, you know, by getting the stuff in the mail and we all set them out and we check on the houses together and <laughs> I don't know. It's it's super nerdy, but it's just a lot of fun. We enjoy our yard. And... Next up, chickens. No, Ed, okay. <laughs> not then you'd really be it. homesteading. <laughs> yeah, Ed wants chickens, but then but like I don't want them because we have a dog that is our pet. Oh and yeah, that I don't wouldn't want go anymore. very well. Well, I just don't want any more animal responsibilities. Yeah. And I sense. think chickens are, um, I know they're supposed to be, people who are chicken people, they like love their chickens and they're like, they're so easy and that sort of thing. And I'm sure that's true, but I'm not a chicken person right now and I'm just not interested in that. And we are in an urban, I mean, I guess not urban, but we are in a neighborhood. I mean, we live downtown, like we are by our neighbors so and I don't really think that my our neighbors would mind but no one else does this so like no one in our neighborhood has chickens so I don't know if it would bother anyone but we also have friends who have chickens and I'm happy just you know sending Ed to visit their chickens and live yeah. vicariously through them I did try to right. sponsor one of their chickens I would <laughs> pay you like a couple hundred dollars and just get free eggs for the year but they <laughs> I think they were like, no, it's not really like that. <laughs> I guess it has to do with, you know, with the upkeep. But uh. So let's switch gears and close it out to talk about what your favorite things that you've been reading, listening to, or watching lately have been. Mm -hmm. Well, watching 
I we don't have cable, so we survive on Netflix and oh, yeah. Amazon, which is normal. But it, we and we are still able to watch tons of TV. But um, I've been watching um, the second season of Queer Eye is out, so that's oh, amazing. I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Have you watched it yet? Because I told you to watch that first. No, season. I have not. I have not your, gotten to good. it. Okay. You cry every episode. You're going to be crying, <laughs> and it's going to be oh, awesome. No. But you know, okay. it's like cleansing because it's just so happy and positive. Okay. Even we the need more of that. But it's just amazing. I mean, I just I feel like I, when it, an episode is over, I feel like I went to church. Like it just feels so <laughs> good to step out. I see everyone differently. <laughs> like, it's just the best. Okay, that's a good and review. Then, yeah, and then uh, reading. I've been reading Red Sparrow. Oh, um, okay. That didn't yeah. a movie come out of that recently? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's why I looked it up um, because I like to read books that they turn into movies and then watch the movie and say, this is so horrible. The book is better, you know, but, (laughs) but it is really, it's good. I'm really into, I'm just like a couple hundred pages in, but um, yeah, it's like a spy, you know, Russian spies and CIA spies and they're trying to, you know, get each other kind of thing. And I'm not usually into that kind of like governmenty, whatever kind of, Mm -hmm thing but this is a good one i don't really know how else to explain it okay but it's i yeah if you need a break from reality i would read this one yeah well i've been reading a book called home going by yag yasi and it's it's one of those novels that's like an intergenerational um or like multiple generations of a family kind of each chapter is a different generation um and it's these two sisters, half sisters, um, born in Ghana in like the 1700s or 1600s. And one of them ends up as a slave in America. And the other one is married off to a British soldier. And it's just like their, their generations. And obviously a lot of really dark, um, sad, hard topics are covered, but it's also, um, really beautiful characters and I'm learning a lot about history. So I'd recommend that one. It's called Homegoing. Are you watching anything? You're not um, a TV person, are you? No, I definitely am. I'm. I've been rewatching Mad Men, um, so that's See, I that's also dark past, and depressing. Honestly, I couldn't get past like the um, third episode of Mad Men. Okay, yeah. It was too hard, for, like the way they treated women. Which is, it, I'm not used yes. to bothered by that stuff. But no, it's, it's like I can't watch this. It is. It is hard to watch that at times. I don't know why I'm still watching it, but it'll keep me going for a while because there's like seven yeah. seasons. So it just made me angry and want to take a shower. Like that's how that show makes yes. me feel. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. That's how I feel about Game of Thrones too, and yet I keep watching that. So. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, Michelle, thanks so much for being on the podcast and giving us a little window into your world and. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have you back again. But for our listeners who are interested in having a Strong Towns speaker come to your city, um, Michelle is the person to talk to. So, yeah, thanks, Michelle. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Have a great week. Okay, bye. We need your help. If you think the Strong Towns message is important, don't keep it to yourself. 
pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.